Welcome to the podcast for St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School Sherman Center that's in Random Lake, Wisconsin, north of Milwaukee and south of Sheboygan. We're pleased to share with you recent sermons and Bible classes from our congregation. We welcome you to join us for Divine Service Sundays at 9.30 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. We have Bible classes currently offered at 8.15 a.m. on Sunday. Join us to receive the Lord's Word and His gifts. In the name of Jesus, amen. Beware, beware of false prophets. Beware of ravenous wolves who wear flayed sheep's clothing for disguises. Beware of bad trees bearing bad fruit. Beware of all those who even come in the Lord's name with impressive works done for glory, boasting, and pride. Beware. This warning to be wary is for you. You must be wary of every word that you let into your ears. The old wisdom, take everything with a grain of salt, that's true. Skepticism is healthy. Critique is good. You should test every word, test everything. But Jesus' word to be wary today is not simply about applying a reasonable review to the books you read, the advice that you're given, the seminars you attend. No, these things are not usually done in Jesus' name, and they don't claim any authority over your life like a prophet might. No, Jesus wants you to be critical, even hypercritical, of anything that you let into our ears that claims to be religious, spiritual, faith-building, especially Christian, that is, in Christ's name. Now, of course, you already do this. You're attending this Christian congregation of this Lutheran confession today, rather than any of the other churches of our community, or belonging to any of the ones of tens or almost nearly a hundred thousand other denominations throughout the world, not just of Christianity, but all the religious experiences and traditions out there. You've already made a choice to distinguish this place from all the rest in the marketplace of religious get-togethers. But how critical are you? Are you here and not there because you married into this church? You grew up here? Maybe you're here and not there because this is the closest to where you live. Maybe you wanted a school for your kids. Maybe it's your job to work here. (laughs) Maybe it's your ancestral home. Or maybe you prefer this sort of sacred architecture and statuary and art or even the music. Or maybe you've chosen this place 
because it's convenient to your schedule. That might be your reason, and if it is, it's not enough. Marriages fail. Churches close. Schools diminish. Families fracture. Buildings crumble. Art fades. Voices grow weak. And convenience changes. Indeed, everything in your life changes every day. And when that change comes, whatever it may be, what then? Are you going to stick with this congregation and this confession? Are you going to hold on to this faith? Or will you just give it up for something else? See, the reasons we often give are not enough. Not really. That's because the reasons we usually give for where we belong are fickle and flaky. And sometimes, as Jesus told us today, those reasons are still quite impressive. Maybe you had that one powerful, motivating sermon that got you here. But now you've come to learn that it is impossible for the pastor to replicate that week in and week out. Perhaps there was the casting out of the demonic. For us, that's baptism, but maybe something similar. And it was impressive until you remember that Jesus tells us the demons that are cast out come back with seven worse than the first. Wonders and signs performed even in Jesus' name may happen here and there, but they don't repeat themselves. And then you chase after them looking for the next mountaintop experience and never quite finding it. Be wary, beware. Friends and family, school, majestic buildings, art, statues, music, tradition, history, all of these things are good gifts from God. And if God gives to you to hear profound preaching, to witness an exorcism, to see some great sign or wonder performed in his name, that could be great too. But today Jesus tells you to be wary of them, of what seems good to you. Jesus tells you to beware especially of those who would point to any of these things as proof that we're doing the right thing. It's not enough. It's not enough to get through the lean times, through the rough patches. It's not enough to get you through sickness and death, through pain and loss, through suffering and shame. And in case you're tempted to think that you've been doing the will of your Father who is in heaven, that that means following God's law and commands, that's not going to work out so well for you either. Obedience, as good as it is for you and for your neighbor, that's not what's being demanded today. And it could never be done anyway. You'll note that Jesus says to the most religious and pious people of his day, at the conclusion of our reading, depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Depart from me, all you who perform great signs and wonders, casting out demons and preaching powerful messages in my name, because inwardly you're ravenous wolves. 
practicing lawlessness, doing it for selfish gain, perhaps. No one, not even the best Christian, has ever satisfied even the simplest definition of obedience according to God's law. And no one can claim that they've done the will of their Father even by throwing out Jesus' name. We did it in the Lord's name. It's not about obedience. That's not enough either. Be wary. Again, today is about paying attention to the fruit that goes into your ears, paying attention to the trees which bear that fruit. And the only fruit that you ought to hear in your ears, if you are to have faith and life needed for whatever comes your way, is the unadulterated 200-proof gospel of Jesus Christ, the crucified one, died and risen for your forgiveness, life, and salvation. That's the only way to fulfill the will of your Father who is in heaven. My Father who is in heaven is Jesus himself fulfilling his own word. These words, you are forgiven, are the only answer that can get you through whatever life throws at you. That's because only Jesus' death is what fulfills the will of the Father who is in heaven. Everything Jesus said and did, he did that you would believe in him and that you would receive forgiveness in his name. Everything he gives to you and for you is that you'd find your whole being, your life, your breath in him and in him alone. A good tree bears good fruit. A good prophet preaches Christ for the forgiveness of sins. Jesus himself defines the will of the Father, in case you're concerned, in John. He says, this is the will of the Father who sent me, that of all he has given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up on the last day. And this is the will of him who sent me, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up on the last day. That's the key to understanding everything that we are and that I'm about here in this church. Everything is given so that you would receive Jesus and believe in him, have your life and breath and being in him, be raised by him at the last day. And you don't actually have to come up with programs or practices or policies or anything else to get this job done. And like the false prophets, there's actually no need to run after pomp and circumstance and pageantry and powerful emotive signs and wonders. You don't even have to give in order to receive. Instead, Jesus is here to give to you, to attach himself to very specific means of his choosing that you would receive in him forgiveness, faith, and life by the word as he has promised you. That's what a true prophet is about. That's what a true Christian church is about. You've got your Jesus right here. Like the confirmands on Sunday, all of you have heard and continue to receive exactly who Jesus is for you. You have his word, the Ten Commandments, the Creed, the prayer for your daily life with him. Keep Jesus 
for you as the heart and soul of your entire life. And if anything has burdened your conscience, you have Jesus in the forgiveness spoken in the stead and by the command for your pastor. When you doubt that you are God's own, you see right before your eyes the font in which you were baptized so that you will remember that you are Jesus' own in baptism. And when you let into your ears the bad fruit of the false prophets that bring doubt and worry upon you, you've already got Jesus in his word ready to study and to refute and correct these false preachers. And anytime you think that Jesus has forgotten you or that he has failed to care for you, he's right here for you. You have Jesus in his body and blood today given to you to eat and to drink. And there's no need to add to what Jesus has already given. You dare not take away, though, or withhold what Jesus has promised either. Since you have Jesus' word and promises, you have the gifts that he gives. And with these gifts, you are well equipped to defend and be wary of whatever false teacher or teaching comes your way. Jesus said, you will recognize them by their fruits. Not you might, or I hope you do. You will. You can judge teaching. You see the fruit. You can distinguish truth from error. You can look for the word preached and truth and purity in the sacraments administered as he has given them. And the flip side of beware of false prophets is also then to look for the true prophets. And his word is fulfilled for you here today. As he says to you, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Jesus is here for you today, now and always. In his holy name, amen. We thank you for listening to this podcast from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church Sermon Center in Random Lake, Wisconsin. If this podcast is of benefit to you, please consider supporting the work of St. John by visiting stjohnrandomlake.org, that's stjohnrandomlake.org, slash support, and give today.